This week on the Fake Outrage Report, is $3.3 million too much to spend on a sari? What's the appropriate amount of animal fat that should be in money? And we discuss the pros and cons of whipping out your dick in a parking garage. Welcome to the Fake Outrage Report, the least important debate show on the internet. You like that tagline, Sandeep? I like it. Okay, I think I'm going to go with that for at least a few weeks here. Sandeep Sen, how's it going, man? It's going great. Awesome. How was your Thanksgiving, dude? Uh, my Thanksgiving was good. I, uh, I'm i from Chicago, but I stayed in the city, and I literally, on Thursday, watched nine hours of football. <laughs> and uh, I thought I would find make some be able to find some people that were free, and I didn't because everyone had families and you know, friends and left or something. So, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, Friday, Saturday, Sunday were fun. It's weird because you're normally a guy who has like a lot of friends and you always go to functions or you're always going to dinners and gathering people up. So it's surprising that you didn't have anything to do on Thanksgiving. Because all these damn friends had families that superseded, you know, the friendship. How inconsiderate of them. Upsetting. What was your favorite game you watched? The the Washington-Dallas game I thought was a good game. Okay. The best game. Awesome. I think I said that's, that was the early one. And right? I picked Washington to cover, and they covered. So yep, it was also, that was the important thing. Was right. I didn't care if they win, but they covered the spread. Yeah, and I <laughs> totally called that. Mm-hmm. That third voice you're hearing today is Billy Procida. Welcome to the show, Billy. Hey, what's going on? Billy's a compulsive gambler, if you couldn't tell by that amazing reaction. That yeah. was. Uh, Do you win any money this week, Billy? Yeah, yeah, I won money. It was good. <laughs> Billy, hey, I'm still trying them. to recoup my loss from the election. Oh, you had money down in the election? I laid four to one against James Myers that Hillary would win. <laughs> I thought it was a sure thing. <laughs> nice. Uh, because online, I would have to lay five and a half to one, and he wanted to bet it, and it was at four to one for Trump. So I thought, well, I'll just take the action myself So because uh, I'm getting a cheaper deal, and he bet $50, and I lost. What'd you lose? Well, I mean, it wasn't like like the country lost, but like really, like my wallet hurts. Well, well how much did you have to pay him out? I, I paid him, t- I, he won $200. <laughs> You bet 50, <laughs> four to one. That's awesome. You're the only white male that's lost out because of Trump won. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, true. That is true. That's a good one. How was your Thanksgiving, really? I survived. Okay. Did yeah. you win any money on Thanksgiving? Yeah, no, I, 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 bet, I bet some of the games. Um, I, I think I came out up overall for the weekend, so that's good. Okay. Probably won a couple hundred dollars, maybe. Awesome. All right. Did you go home or anything? Or? I went home to Jersey for like five hours, and I came back. I took my girlfriend and two of my roommates as like buffers. I, I haven't been the thing. I haven't really been talking to my family for the last two years since two years ago, Thanksgiving, when shit blew up. And I was like, I'm kind of oh. done here. And so, so you took a few people home with you to kind of help you. you introduce know. them to the girlfriend. And then also my roommates were there as like buffer. Also, because they're from Ohio and weren't going home. So. So we'll take, take the heat off you, let yeah. them have a meal, everybody kind of wins. Yeah. But kinda. then I was like, okay, let's get out of here. And I, you know, just walked around the village. I, I got some new shoes and uh, went to the pair, did some sets and went home. Thanksgiving in the city is uh, is awesome. Like, because I work at a hotel during the day and right. I'm oftentimes stuck in the city for most major holidays. I don't mind. It's actually very pleasant to be during the holidays in New York because like so many people leave that you can actually like walk around and you can like get a seat on the train and get service at the bar. It's like pretty cool. You know, it's like kind of one of my favorite things. But see, I like the chaos of New York. That's why I like the city. If I want like calm, I'd be in the suburbs. That's true. But once in a while, it's good just to fucking not, you know, thin the herd out a little bit. You know what I mean? It's cool to see New York in a different light. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a little surreal. Like all the regular stuff is there, except not the bustle of people. Yeah, except calmer. 
Yeah. It's like if there's like a smallpox epidemic in New York. (laughs) This is how Ebola finally got here. Exactly. Um, so we always meet our guests up front here in the show. Billy, you're known for, uh, is it called Manahor? Called the Manahor Podcast. The Manahor Podcast. And I assume that has to do with you having sex with lots of people. I mean, you you know. you, you Yeah, you don't assume. You know. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, yes. I have a show where I talk to women I've hooked up with about sex, dating, sexuality, and gender. Okay. Yeah. And how long has the show been going on for? Uh, tomorrow is episode 138. You've slept with 138 women? Well, it's not just people I've slept with. It's people like I've made out. I consider hookup as making out or more. Uh, oh, okay. So first yeah. base for you and they make the show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, but also now I also have on various sex educators, porn stars, queer performers, sex workers, uh, stand-up comedians, stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. So, a nice mix. 138 episodes about fucking... Yeah, we've we've had a lot of them. We had Amanda Gale on a few weeks ago. Amanda Amanda Gale, she does the week in sex with Alan Finn. Right, so right. So a lot right. a lot of very sexual month here in the fake outrage report. Good, a, a lot of sex guests. There, there we go. And Billy's also the uh, bookie for Fight Club. We always mention comedy Fight Club. It always <laughs> it somehow makes it 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 makes it into the show somehow every week every Why? week. I don't know. It's just always well. Usually we've been mentioning it a lot because Sandeep was in the last tournament. So like one of the opening right. questions, like, "Hey, how'd you do this week?" And he's like, "Crushed he, it." He's like, "Crushed it." Yeah, he, <laughs> he was only lost like three times. So a compulsive gambler. Well, now, would you consider yourself a sex addict? No, I'm a gambling addict, but not a sex addict. Okay, you just like sex and you're. Yeah, don't you? I mean, yeah, I it's a good I, time. I'm not anti-sex. Yeah. 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 Well, that's why I think that it's such a fraught term when people talk about sex addiction, because with classic addiction, you can't do the act anymore. So if you're an, if you're an alcoholic, the, the the therapy is you can't drink ever, and that that's what twelve step is is geared around. But there is twelve step programs for sex, but. The thing is, you have to have sex still, and I think that's where the well, yeah. Well, to in break sex down. addiction, like you don't have to actually stop sex. The idea is to stop like compulsively having sex, compulsively masturbating, which they like measure with like you do some self-imposed abstinence for a while, but they don't say like never have sex again. They just want you to do it differently. I don't know. I think it's I think it's an overused term. Right, you can't because you. Can't I think it's, there's a lot of people who just they they feel bad about being slutty, and they're like, I'm not supposed to be this slutty. Uh, clearly, I'm a sex addict. It was like, no, you just like sex. Like, mm. fucking just enjoy it. Yeah, don't blame my love. Be happy that you're so successful at obtaining it. Just don't fuck your boss. And that's it. You know, just or don't fuck, fuck your boss people. if you can get some blackmail out of it and maybe a little extra I Christmas I almost had some bonus. sex at the office like uh, a month ago. <laughs> nice. A friend of mine who I'm not even like necessarily attracted to. Like, like we click uh, personality-wise. We just have a lot of fun. We're both like deviant sex perverts. And she... Now, how does uh, that come up in office conversation? I forget yeah. how, but I think the <laughs> podcast got like discovered. I think just, you know, when people accept things on Facebook and then they check it out and she was just privately on Slack was like, I fucking love the show. This is my scene. Um, she's also older than me. So she's done all the things before. And so <laughs> there was that like just mutual understanding of we've done stuff and that's cool. And wink, wink, nudge. And I can be like, oh, no, I'm trying to get a costume for the next orgy. Shit like that. And then she's getting ready to leave a month Sounds ago. Sounds like the best water cooler talk ever. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if they're watching our Slack or not, but you know, if they are, we're fucked. Um, well, tomorrow's my last day. What do I give a shit? So she quit and you know, just, I think we just, I forget who initiated the thought first of like doing something, but like, it just kind of escalated. I was like, no, I'd clearly choose like the stairwell. And then at one point she 
around like, I don't know, 3, 4 p.m., she just slacks me and says, I'm heading over to the stairwell now. And she just gets, and I'm thinking, what? And she gets up and she just walks. And I'm like, all right, this is either happening or not happening. I'm going to text her and say, like, which floor on the stairs are you going to be at? But okay. And then we we try to find, then we fucking, there's cameras every place. And we go into the garage and I fucking miss my opportunity. This is a, clearly one of those times where someone says no. And you're, look, you're, when someone says no, you're supposed to respect the no, except sometimes. Uh, she's like, we're, we found this one. Uh, I'm going to cut you off right there. The fake outrage report does not endorse uh, rape of any type. Not rape. I'm just saying she, <laughs> there was the a, finish. there was a blind spot in the garage where I don't think there were cameras where you could do some raping <laughs> or like some consensual sexuals. <laughs> okay. And gotcha. I'm like, definitely I'm real. I'm dev. I'm like raging hard. Cause I can't believe it's going to happen. Fucking at work. I, Oh, that's definitely something I would love to do. Even if it was just a blowjob at work, which was honestly what I was kind of going for. And I'm, I'm really hard. I'm like holding my heart on through my jeans and she's just looking around and she's like, fuck, like, I don't think mm, this is just not. And at one point, like I unzipped, I just didn't pull it out. And eventually we give up two days later. Wait, we or she, we both uh, uh, just gave up because she just, we couldn't find a spot that she felt like we weren't (laughs) going to get caught. Two days later, I say, I was supposed to whip my dick out in the garage when we were in that blind spot. Wasn't I? She's like, yeah. Oh, Billy. I was like, fuck. Missed opportunity forever. Missed opportunity. I mean, if there's one lesson that I want people to learn from listening to this podcast, Uh. we finally found it. Always whip your dick out in the blind spot in the garage. (laughs) (laughs) How did you miss that, Billy? The hard-hitting journalism of the fake outreach report. I was being considerate. (laughs) Whip your dick on the garage, people, for the kids out there. (laughs) All right. So, Billy, I'm sad that you have to lament this lost sexual encounter, but let's hop into some outrage, shall we? I'm outraged. You're outraged I that out you... on a workplace blowjob. I'm <laughs> outraged. Genuinely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get out of workplace blowjobs. I didn't even blowjobs. ask if I was allowed to swear on this thing. Wow. Okay. Oh, you swear. <laughs> yeah, we, we passed the, we crossed that line a long time ago. You don't think I would have stopped you uh, less than three minutes into the story of a workplace blowjob? Like, no, it's a family-friendly show. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, Orange <laughs> this week. Can't get downloaded in India now. I'll tell you that. Actually, I hope this episode does get downloaded yeah, in India. Uh, India blocks all ex- all iTunes podcasts marked explicit you can't download in India on iTunes oh, you that, have to be clean this is going to be a missed opportunity oh no, my then. people your people my yeah. people have been deprived <laughs> your third cousins can't hear this it sucks an entire nation now will not know to not whip out their dick uh, in, uh, in parking garages can wait, can they hear this in SoundCloud though maybe okay can all we right. just like can we block out the uh like yeah like, oh, you, oh, you mean like release like a clean version just for India? Yeah. Well, because it's funny you mentioned India because the first story we have today yeah. is from India. I wish I was so clever that I planned that. <laughs> no, no, I made a good segue. In the parking garage. <laughs> Always whip out the... So this story comes from, and I'm going to fuck every name involved in this up. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this I, story. You know you I'm have an Indian man there who could read it, no, and then I'm he not won't going fuck to it up. I'm definitely not going to read it. Right. I want to hear Phil He's going to let my Indian white honky ass crash and burn this whole episode. So this story comes from Bengaluru, India. Did I say that right? Bengaluru? <laughs> yes. Was I close I, at all? Totally. How would you Are say you making it? fun it's, of it's, it's close enough. No, I want to hear what, what would it have been. Bengaluru? <laughs> yeah, well, let's let it stand a... So in Bengaluru, India. No, I think that's right. Uh, there was a very expensive wedding that people were outraged about. 
the daughter of a politician, Mr. G. Period Janda Ardhana Reddy. <clears throat> that was two words. The the Jandar hold on. Janardana was the guy's first name, I guess. Is that is that a first name in India? <laughs> yes. How do you say it? I have to read it, but I'm sure. <laughs> Fucking read it. <laughs> I just threw my notebook at Sandeep. It's on the whatever the last page that has writing. <laughs> Somewhere in the bullet points, you'll see Where's it. Billy Prasida. Okay, outrage. India, Bengaluru. Okay, uh, Janardana. G. Janardana. Janardana. Yeah, ready. J A N A R D H A N A. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I wasn't Janardana. even fucking close on that one. <laughs> All right. Awesome. And so there's some outrage in India over a very expensive wedding that he paid for. It was his daughter's wedding. And the wedding cost an estimated $104 million in American currency. Is that a real estimation or is that like when Trump estimates his like net worth? <laughs> And he says, I'm worth like three to five billion dollars, and it's really more like 150 mil. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know, but there were like currency exchanges right. involved here, so that might not be an exact number. I'm sure it wasn't yeah. around 104. And I think only Trump is like, that's a, he's in his own universe as far as just making shit up. <laughs> this, is, this is real journalism. This is hard hitting sure journalism. Important. Whip your dick out and always talk about Indian weddings. Uh, so the wedding was $104 million, and this I'll just go down the stat line of what this dude paid for. There was a a, a sari, or a sari, how do you say that? Uh, it's sorry. Like a, is that like the yeah. veil yeah. for Indian people? No, it's the it's the dress. It's the... Sari. Yeah. Is it called a sari? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the sari cost $3.3 million. Damn. And the jewelry, the accessories cost $6 million. That's just the outfit for the... Uh, for the bride. There were gold-plated invitations. She should have gone to, like, TJ Maxx or Century 20. You know, like, because they have that same sorry for, like, 40% off. You can totally get it for, like, $1.5 Forget 40% off. You could probably find it for, like, $40. <laughs> or 40 rupees, right? Isn't it the rupee in India? Yes, they, they do use the rupee. Okay. There we go. Well done, Phil. Very impressive. First, <laughs> Phil quoted the, web, the dating site Dillmill. In one of their earlier podcasts, I was I so did. proud of him because I was telling him about it, and he and it made it into this podcast before I was the co-host. Yeah, that's right. How is your deal mill, by the way, lately? Uh, pretty deal not milling. Yeah, okay. Uh, deal mill, for those of you who don't know, which is everyone who's not Indian, it's like Indian Tinder. It's like Tinder for yeah. just brown people. Can a white person be on it? Yeah. I yeah, like I was on it for that. a while. I didn't get a single fucking match. Yeah. I, 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 I joined J-Swipe, and I got... <laughs> But you look like I was saying this to Phil earlier. You look like just a really tanned Jew. <laughs> well, I, you I look put, like a Jew who's been on vacation forever. For full disclosure, <laughs> I put in J Swipe. I'm not. He I'm not did Jewish. say that off. But the I air, said my for the I'm record. A, yeah, but I did say I'm a doctor, and my uh, I, my many people in my family don't like Muslims, so I'm close enough. Right. That was the thing. Here we go. So back to the wedding. The wedding was five days long. Which is fucking impressive. I've been to weddings that are like a day long, like a full day. Five days is just over the top. There were, get this out. They rented out a castle. They rented out an entire castle in this uh, in this town. And on the grounds of a castle, they built a small village just for this wedding. And the guests were escorted to and from the wedding grounds between all the ceremonies and performances and shit on horse carriages. 
They couldn't afford elephants, so they had to they had to bring it down the horses. <laughs> they were skimping. They went over their budget. They were like, "Man, yeah. all I had if we had this had eleven million or one hundred and five million dollars, they could have made the elephants happen." <laughs> and throughout the five days, there were eight performances from various Bollywood stars. And there were a bunch of Bollywood directors that set up various sets around the castle to look like famous movies, apparently. So this is like the most over-the-top wedding ever. And so there's a, some outrage in India right now because of something else that's going on. It's sort of like dominoed. And so some people, well, I'll explain this in a minute. Don't look at me like that. A lot of people said, and one politician said, quote, that it is an obscene display of wealth, unquote. And... The reason why people were so mad, aside from the fact that it was just an obscene display of wealth, is because there were some issues with currency in, in India right now. And I had, to, I had to really look this shit up. The government announced, like, right before this wedding, that they're discontinuing their current version of their 500 and 1,000 rupee bills, which is the equivalent of, like, seven... It's a 500 and 1,000, or the 500 and the 1,000? 500 and the 1,000. Okay, I thought it was like a, a bill that is worth 500 and 1,000 rupees, and I was like, that's very... Yeah, well, high. it's only worth like $7 American. <laughs> so, but what happened was, the government discontinued this money, and they said, we're going to have a new version, you have to hand in your old version to get the new version. And the thing is, though, you had to hand it in at your bank, and not many of the population, or about only half the people in India, could afford to even have a bank account. So, like, all the poor people, all, like, the little bit amount of cash they did have is just worthless paper. And so that was what some of the outrage was about, was that in a country where a bunch of people who had a tiny bit of money now have no money, this, this fucking uh, politician, Mr. Janan Hardana, <laughs> he, uh... He was, you know, displaying his wealth to like the 10th degree. And so there was a lot of outrage in India that during a time like that where people lost all their money, this dude is fucking having people ride around on horses with, you know, gold plated wedding invitations and shit. Well, just to provide some <clears throat> clarification, no, you could exchange up to $60 a day for a period of like several months. Of, yeah, it's of not like your money currency. becomes like instantly worthless. So you're, That's you're, true. If you're poor, you're not, you're not screwed. Cause most, I mean, most people in poor India, poor people in India don't have just hundreds and hundreds of dollars. They're, the poor people like don't have sixty or more dollars. Even if you had like tens of thousands, well, no, of dollars, no, it's not the it's amount of money that they don't have. It's the fact that they don't have a bank account. They don't have a bank they can go to to exchange. Yeah, but the they money. can still use it. There's got to be a period where they can still use both currencies in stores, and the stores can exchange it. I mean, when they made this switch from, like, for example, like the in Italy, like when they changed from the lira to the euro, you know, mm. there's a good like couple. I think at least like a couple of years, you could still use both the lira and the euro just for a while, while the lira was getting discontinued. And then the, what happens is the businesses can uh, they can exchange it with their banks. And like, yeah, that was the, the most of their point is Sandeep's point is that it's not like they had money to exchange anyway. Like, and now they've got money, they'll just exchange it with the business. I think I think it's it's more sudden from what I understand is that you really can't use that those 500 1000 rupee notes but I believe you can anyone can exchange the cash um and and I think you can then you can open up a bank account if you don't have it they won't be like no you can't open up a bank account it doesn't screw poor people it screws more middle class people who had like way more than 60 who had like t like thousands of dollars well, it basically forces them to have a to make a bank account then no 
I don't I don't know what the bank account rule is. Yeah, I don't know either, but I know but that I know in this country you have it. to have a minimum balance. You, you, so you yeah, but you would also no, 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 they wouldn't do that in India. Yeah, and you also would never like instantly make a bunch of money worthless. You'd crash your fucking economy. If a bunch of money, if like just no a large chunk of people just had no money. So. The whole thing is that there's a lot of black, there's a lot of undeclared money. Yeah. A lot of money that people don't pay taxes on. So like the smugglers get screwed and people who are just hoarding gobs of cash. Well, and that's and like, a good can we thing. just all take a moment of silence for the poor smuggler who is now broke again? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so th that's only a footnote on this whole story, though. But so basically, the, the point I was trying to make across was that there are currency difficulties in India right now, and compounding that is this dude shoving his wealth in everyone's fucking face. And in so three years, he's going to be president of India. <laughs> going to put that long, complicated, we can't say it name on all the buildings. <laughs> yeah, that's a possibility right there. And so. I am going to say that I'm going to be on, on board with the outrage because I think that even if there weren't currency difficulties, fuck rich people and, and fuck doing crazy things with your money, like having a five-day wedding and, you know, Yeah, horseback. fuck you doing what you want with the money you earned. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, but how do we know that he earned the money? Because you know he's mean? in possession of it. Even if you rob someone, you still earn the money, just not in like a ethical way. Well, yeah, you know, and the guy made the money you, you here. You think a guy who robs you, like at gunpoint, he's not sweating a little bit? Like he's, it's a little bit of work. Yeah, I got you. This guy made his money through mining, apparently. So basically, he, he enslaved a bunch of people. Yeah, kind of. You think it's easy putting shackles on people? That's there's a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> or you got to pay someone and now you got to do interviews to find guys to put shackles on children. It's it's a considerable amount of work. This is the first time that Billy's ever mentioned putting shackles on people and meant it in a non-sexual manner. <laughs> just want to just want to say that, by you the way. You have to carry the shackles, you know. Yeah. You have to, then you have said to hire. he didn't earn it. It's his money. Let him do whatever. Yeah, make sure it's the right Let size. Let him redistribute the wealth as stupidly <clears throat> as he wants. Then you have to hire people to carry the shackles, but then they have to be shackled. It's just, it's a was really this the hard, father like, of person. the bride or the groom? This is the father, father of the, the bride, bride of right? Yeah. yeah, of course. Okay. Right. So I'm going to go pro the outrage. I think it's, uh, you know, this story reminds me of, do you remember the episode we did um, with Nick Ruggia when he talked about the strippers at the golf course? Yeah. I, I, I think it's that sort of outrage where it's people who are in power just basically being dicks. And uh, so I, I'm going to go with, with real outrage in this one. Legit. What do you think, Sandeep? Oh, I'm going fake outrage. You're going fake outrage. Fake outrage. All right. If if you don't want there to be rich people in the world, just be just be upset that the guy had 104 million dollars, and just like <laughs> just look, just buy the fucking Forbes, you know, 500 richest people, and just just get angry, and just look at it, and just be angry. But if someone's gonna spend their money, and first of all, this is the best thing. You're when you have a wedding, you're paying cooks, you're paying hotel people, you're paying mm -hmm. bellmen. Like this is actually putting money back into the economy. For, for people. So it's like the best thing to do instead of hoarding it and putting it in a bank account where only bankers have access to it. Oh, yeah. I did want to also add, I forgot to do this in the beginning. He hired 3,000 bouncers and 300 members of official law enforcement in India. Good. Bouncers getting some more work. They yeah. can't have, See, th these are I don't even think people. they have 3,000 bars in India, like the country. So good that 3,000 <laughs> bouncers are getting jobs. There's hundred. There's over hundred or one billion people. I think they and they all. They I, yeah, but I think they all drink at the same two hundred bars <laughs> the same, in the just, whole country. Each bar has like hundred million people. <laughs> yeah, man, you think it's tough to get service sometimes in the village? <laughs> Whoa, that line is crazy. I know that. Oh man, yeah, you gotta fucking pass your money fifteen rows forward. So 
Billy Persida, it looks like you're the deciding vote here. Do you think this is fake outrage, or do you think this is something that people should be mad about? Oh, no, this is fake outrage. Oh, okay. All right. This is fake outrage. Do what you want with your money. Don't... I don't want anyone because when one of us hits it big, I don't want to say which one's going to be, but it's probably the one with the PhD. And like, I don't, you wouldn't want someone to tell you how to, we're poor now, but what if we got rich? You don't want someone telling us what to do with our money then. So I'm really, I'm sticking up for him now in hopes that I get that big. And then, uh, you know, I've defended my right to do what I want. There's a lot of people in this country who voted a certain way on that same dream, and they're going to be very disappointed in a few years. But anyway, so two to one on that one. Fake outrage. Don't get mad that you lost that one. Don't. don't oh no! Pick it out I, I on me just because you lost, dude. I lose most of these. Are you kidding? <laughs> I mean, I'm usually the not rational one. And Sandeep, before he even was the co-host, would call me out on it. He's like, dude, you always take like the like the ridiculous side of every single topic. Before you became the 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 new co-host, did you listen to the podcast a lot? Oh yeah, I loved it. Oh, okay. No, I like I like what I liked how Phil took the devil's advocate side always. Because yeah. that that created good discussion. It typically does. And, and by the way, speaking of listeners, we we picked up a bunch this past weekend. Nice. I think people got bored over the holiday weekend. We got like a Did serious you guys spike, spike too. I got a huge, yeah. I got a huge, this monstrous spike on Saturday, and I'm like, I'm trying to be like, dude, what did I do? Did I piss someone off? Like, did someone tweet about me and say Billy's no. a dickhead? And no, it was just bored people all bored holiday people. weekend. There was a like, it, like I want to say we more than doubled. It was crazy. Like it was so, crazy because the last two years I always saw like Thanksgiving as like a lull. No, no, well, I think fake outrage is the new like solar panels. Yeah, I mean it's it's completely on the rise in, in the, the, the Dude, world. I am over. a year ahead of anybody who starts a project now. You know what I mean? And it's such a thing now. Ever since the election's over, about like what to be outraged about. Like it's mm. definitely we we struck this at nice. the right time. Anyway, let's quit jerking each other off over here. So verdict two to one on that one. So moving on to the next topic here. This one comes from England. And there's some outrage in England over the new five pound bill. And because it was found or not found, but it was announced on Twitter earlier this month that the five pound bill contains trace amounts of tallow, which is a, I guess, chemical that comes from animal fat. So there's there's animal products being used to produce money in England. So, of course, who else? The vegans are mad about this one and they're super mad. They made a change.org petition. We always mention change.org here in the show. They should be they paying should be us. Paying you. They really should. God damn it. And as of this recording, it has just shy of 75,000 signatures because they want people to, not people, they want the government to find a better way to produce the five pound bill in England. Sandeep Sen, you look very confused right now. I'm, I'm listening. No, that's, <laughs> that's the whole topic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other details besides that. Yeah, this is a tough one because um, how are they, I mean, is it is it is it like a is the animal fact a, a waste product? Like no one's are animals being killed in order to produce the tallow? I or doubt is it. Just it's like probably a byproduct like, of something else. And right, I in which case know, it's like a good use of you know. It's not wasting. Right. I don't know the chemistry behind it. Yeah, I mean that's I was reading the story too. I was I was looking it up, and it's it's hard <laughs> to know. I mean we don't know where they're getting the tallow. Tallow. Well, tallow? apparently it's a chemical also found in candles and soaps. Right. A lot. Yeah. But I don't know what the process is to make that. And it's very, it makes uh, the bill really like soap made uh, whale fat? I saw that in a movie once. I thought, I think that's right. I think <laughs> the, a character said that. That's the, of the three of us, that's the most scientific explanation. <laughs> that's why I thought, I thought, no, I thought at least back in the day they killed whales for their blubber and they could do perfumes with it and soaps and shit. 
So normally when it comes to vegans, you know, uh, you always say to them, hey, if you don't like the food, go eat somewhere else. But the thing is, this is not a food product. Like, everyone uses money. But so you could just spend 10-pound notes, you know? Uh, yeah, like, what are they, do they... Well, they're not mad for, like, about their personal consumption. With They're mad that, and it's part of the reason why they're vegan, is, is that animals are being slaughtered in the first place. They don't want the animals being killed to make anything let alone money they don't want them dead at all they want all the animals alive right and they don't want the government then to like to use the, you know the power of the people to to encourage the you know the killing of animals yeah, they, I, I i guess yeah like, and i i understand where they're coming from um when they say that for sure and the thing with vegans too is they, they like to be in control of you know what the products they use and you know the things they eat. Like I, I met a guy once who was so hardcore that he pointed to his shoes and was like, "My shoes are vegan," and was like bragging about his. Did he say in that voice. Yes, he did. I I will never forget that moment in my life. He was like super braggy about his vegan shoes, and so they avoid those type of products at you know any cost they can. So, but the fact is, you can't avoid the five bill, the five pound bill. So right. it's for people who don't have a lot of energy, vegans get outraged a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely and do you think they get like like mad and pretentious when someone hands them a five as part of their change like oh i don't use the five pound bill i don't use that uh, just i want to give me just give me five single pound coins i want all is it coins in england i've never been to england i think they have a they, coin they have coins and pound. then it's the the notes start at five pound Okay. They have one pound coins, two pound coins. I was just in London in September. So I just oh, they don't even that. have a one pound note? No, the one and two pounds are coins, and then the notes start at five, and then it's like 10 and whatever. And I think the five, the five I remember, it was new back then, and it, I think it's Winston Churchill's on it. Um, That's the new one. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. It's blue. Yeah. I would say that this is, and I don't normally side with vegans, but I got to side with them on this one, because I think <laughs> that you can't really avoid money. Like, you can avoid eating a cheeseburger, or a steak, but you can't avoid money. But that's not why they're mad. They're mad that animals are being slaughtered, period. It didn't matter what it was being used for. If they use that talco for anything else, whatever the thing is, they'd be mad still. So, I mean, it's not like they're not mad that they have to interact with it. They're mad that anyone's interacting with it. Well, yeah, and they're mad that the government itself is sort of forcing this upon them for sure you're 100 right what's it about forcing that. if they did if they lied to you and said there's there's no animal fat on this you would never know it didn't affect your life well that's the thing well, that's the question that i had too is that even if they like all the government would have to do is be like oh yeah we stopped guys <laughs> yeah. totally we stopped it wouldn't be the first time a government lied to its people and, and people it's so harmless so harmless I, I don't do vegans have like a testing kit they carry around with like you know, can they test for animal fats in uh, money? I don't think they can. So all the government has to do is lie. So you side with the vegans. So we're just, we're encouraging governments to lie to their people. I mean, I'd prefer just people not give a shit about the lives of animals, but that's my I would say opinion. that it, on the vegan hierarchy of things to be mad about and like the animal rights stuff, this is probably pretty low down on the list. Yeah. Or I assume it would be. I would hope so. Um... I, I gotta, I gotta side with them though. I think in, in this instance, because I think that this is one of the few things that they can't really control in their day to day life. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm all for people being mad about whatever you want to be mad about. Uh, and this is kind of a strange thing to be mad about, but I would say that because it affects everybody, and they're they're kind of not, they can't shelter themselves like they normally do. So, I I am in a rare. Vegan siding uh, space today. Sandeep Sen? Yes. You know, this is a really tough one. 
Because it is. It's a it, really tough one. It's a real because first I don't know what what callow like how how they're obtaining the fat, how much is in it. Um, trace is, amounts. Is the fat, is trace amounts means going, almost nothing. Is the fat just going to waste if it if it wasn't used? I mean, it's not really encouraging the killing of animals if you if you care about animals and want. But if it if it's just a byproduct of of already of, of already in the industry and they're then then in in which it turns out in which you're using resources so it's green. Um, yeah, if you're using something that was going to go to waste anyway, I guess. What's the purpose you think of having this product tallow in? That's money? like the one question I have is: was it is it the thing that makes the bill shiny? Is it the thing <laughs> that? Well, no, is it the thing that helps keep make it like? Um, I read it. It, this, it makes it more water resistant, and it makes the bill last longer. Gotcha. I'm assuming because it has, it's it's oil based or it's lipid based, so you know it, it resists water and. Oh, that makes sense, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. Does that make you change your mind? Interesting question. Not really, because okay. it, okay. it's, again, Just curious. Just I'm curious. only on the fence to begin with for this one. Yeah. This is an, uh, I guess, kind of decision. Um, but yeah, I mean, vegans are going to get mad about a lot of stuff. Uh, this is, again, they should be focusing more on, you know, SeaWorld and shit like that, for sure. But I, you know, the fact that they can't avoid this, I think that it gives them more right than usual to be upset. Right. I mean, usually people we do point out when people have fake outrage that they didn't have to pay attention to this. I, this, I think you mm-hmm. make a really good point is that you can't avoid the $5 bill. I, I, I'm I, guessing that, you know, they're just using byproduct and so it, it's actually an efficient use of resources. So I'm I'm going to tip just barely, though I think you make good points, but I'm going to tip barely to fake outrage. I didn't mean to put the pressure on the guest two times, Again, by the way. It, yeah, just, it, just, it just happened like okay that. Me. Uh, you know, this when they when it reminded me of how McDonald's used to make their french fries with just a little trace. They used to basically fry it in animal fat, grease, whatever. And that's why uh, McDonald's french fries used to taste so amazing above all other french fries. And then the vegans found out about it, and now they're cooked in like vegetable grease uh there's the book fast food nation his entire chapter called why do mcdonald's french fries taste so good and that's why and this reminds me of that because like you know what my my money tastes better in animal fat or whatever so i'm for it (laughs) it sounds delicious fake outrage okay all right so so barely two to one we we failed to talk about the taste factor of the five dollar yeah i'm gonna be real when you texted me what the 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 topics were I misread it. When you said like there is like animal or something on the five pound note, I thought you literally meant like there's going to be a picture of like animal meat on the <laughs> note. <laughs> this is like that's Winston strange. Churchill, it's just a burger. Well, I mean, a come Big on. Mac. Of all historical figures, he's the closest one to being just a burger. <laughs> if I had to make, it's just it's a picture of Winston Churchill actually slaughtering a pig, just on the front of the. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, but see, in the case of McDonald's, though, it's a case of okay, vegans go eat somewhere else and fuck off. But because but you can avoid that. But like it, but again, it's it's not the vegans aren't mad that they personally are coming in, into contact with it. They're just mad that it exists, which is different. Because now they're oh, taking, you know what? You are right. Actually, that's a good point. That's why I kept trying to say it was. It's yeah. it, this isn't a matter of like oh they have to they are offended that they are touching animal grease. They're offended that there's animal grease period being used. I mean, it's both for them for for certain. 
No, I'm on fake. I'm on team fake outrage. Okay. As we get fatter, I think we should really consider just putting food on the money on the dollar bill. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Nothing more American than just a pie. French fries on the one. All right, so Mac on the five. That one, and I was only on the offensive for that one. I don't really care that much about that one. So two to one uh, fake outrage in that one. Before we go, uh, we always give our guests the opportunity. Uh Mr. Proceda, is there anything you are currently outraged about other than not whipping your dick out that you want to let some steam off on? Or did you uh, already bust that load in the beginning? See what I did there? I am outraged that gossip magazines do more fact-checking than most news sources sometimes. <laughs> Did you see the story, the story, the fake story that they said CNN played tranny porn for a half hour on TV I saw by that accident? On- and then it turned out that it was just all a hoax because it was independent. The independent wrote one story and the story was based on one tweet that one guy did saying that. No one did any fact checking and they just made a story. Then all, and because of the independent, everyone else, CNN, everybody picked it up. And then it just turned out that it never fucking happened. It never happened. And, and, and then Independent just changed the headline to, uh, they didn't say, they didn't do a retraction. They didn't say, hey, we fucked up. They just said, oh, um, CNN denies that that happened. So, oh, yeah, it could have happened, but we just, and I'm like, oh, fuck off. You, I worked, I mean, worked past tense by the time this comes out as a fact checker for three years at Gossip Magazines. Gossip magazines. I promise you that everything in those magazines is factually and legally accurate. When well, you say, when well, you they have those, to be because, because in that right, case, we could get sued, look like idiots. But yeah. the headlines don't have to be the entire. Like, the, it's not that the headlines can be false, but they don't have. They can be misleading so long as we clarify it in the actual story. But we are a nation of people who don't read the story. We are a nation of people who only read fucking headlines because we're fucking stupid. We just read the tweet. We don't read the actual article. Because if you read the article saying like Beyonce and Jay Z over question mark, if you actually read it, there's really nothing. It's one inside source who said they had a fight over dinner. So are you more upset about the laziness of the people reading it or the laziness of the actual periodicals? Both, but I think the the periodicals get away with it. Uh, the actual news organizations have had less demand to be news organizations as we got dumber and demanded less of them. And so uh, I I hate that because a fucking celebrity gossip rag is more factually accurate than the than a fucking than CNN, and that's outrageous. Okay, I like that. So read the fucking articles, people. Don't share a thing unless you've read it. Don't just like read the headline and be like, oh shit, I know the story. No, you probably don't. Yeah, and have some bullshit filter, people. I'm all, I'm all with Billy Proceed on this. We There's just so much nonsense. And people like, haven't we been burned enough? Like this happens all the time. So maybe if it's something, an article saying something in, incredible, that you don't just listen to it. You maybe wait for some independent confirmation. You wait a day. You read the thing. You're like, no, this doesn't sound right. You trust that? Yeah. To be yeah. fair, I did... When I saw the new the the news story, I did share it uh, <laughs> without. I mean, like I read it, but like I didn't question it much. But I, I the only reason I kept it up is that there I had a funny joke for it, so it was fine. Oh, then it's fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was like, you know what? Like when I found out it was fake, I was like, I'm keeping it because this is a, this is a funny joke. I said uh, it was because uh, it was supposed to be dur- allegedly it happened during. It didn't happen, but the person said it happened during Anthony Bourdain, Parts Unknown. So I said, more like Anthony Bourdain, Parts unsuspect, Unexpected. Fuck, I fucked that up. Yeah. 
Well, okay. we're going to end on that fuck up right oh, now. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Cut it out. Cut it so out. Billy Parasita, very upset at the media, very upset at lazy people. You can follow Billy online at... Uh, I'm on Twitter at the Billy Presida. That's Presida, P-R-O-C-I-D-A. You can find the Man Whore podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to podcasts that is not SoundCloud. Uh, but in general, you can just go to manwhorepod.com. You'll find it all there. You can also see him at many local orgies or on Craigslist. Uh, you can follow us online at Probably. Fake Outrage Ripped. Drop us a line anytime you want at thefakeoutragereport at gmail.com. Do all the clicky-clicky subscribe things on iTunes and all that shit. Sandeep Sen, any parting words? Uh, don't uh, always whip your dick out <laughs> in the parking garage. Are you doing the Indian accent again? Always whip your dick out in the blind spot in the parking garages. That's read more, whip your dick out more. Until next time, kids. Peace and love. Peace and love.